For Radio Cayman News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Solins. New updates to the Phase 4 of the Cayman Islands reopening plan outline strategies and procedures designed to streamline the November 20th initiative. The government has continued to put into action the policies and regulations that will create a smooth transition into Phase 4 of the reopening plan. Premier the Honourable Wayne Panton tells Radio Cayman the updates include travel procedures for minors coming from countries where kids get only one dose of the vaccine, categories for approved unvaccinated travellers, and an outline of Travel Cayman's processes. The Travel Cayman portal will reflect these amendments from 9 p.m. tonight. For more information, head to explore.gov.ky forward slash reopening dash plan. Local utilities regulator Offreg has accepted an invitation from United Kingdom energy regulator Offgem to join the Global Regulatory Accelerator for Energy Transition. We are indeed delighted to join and participate in this regulatory accelerator. I believe it is expedient and incumbent on us as regulators at this pivotal moment to join forces to address common challenges and obstacles that impede efforts to decarbonize our energy system. In a promotional video, Offreg CEO Macaulay Cummings says Offgem invited the Cayman Islands and other energy regulators across the globe to join this initiative, which is running concurrently with COP26. Offreg as regulator has the principal role and function of translating the goals of the national energy policy into reality, in particular by ensuring efficient and timely electricity generation and transmission planning and investments, design of energy programs, as well as ensuring the the energy system is operated at economic cost to consumers. In this concerted effort to address the existential threat of global warming, and in particular, to help the Cayman Islands accelerate the adoption of renewables to attain the aspirational goal of 70% by the year 2030. The members of the accelerator will work together, leveraging the global diversity of regulatory skills, knowledge and expertise in a meaningful way to support the collective efforts to overcome the barriers to transition energy systems from fossil fuels to green technology energy sources. The Association of United Kingdom Overseas Territories has published a joint statement in support of COP26 and its commitment to protecting 30% of the world's oceans by 2030. As Radio Cayman's Paul Lacalle reports, the UK and its OTs are described as the world's fifth largest marine estate. The governments of the United Kingdom Overseas Territories are custodians of important habitats, representing more than 90% of the UK's biodiversity. As coastal and island communities, OT economies rely on maintaining healthy, sustainable marine and terrestrial environments. In the joint statement, the OT governments, including the Cayman Islands, have committed to taking action to protect local fisheries resources and to conserve and restore marine ecosystems and biodiversity. The group also promised to take action to tackle the harmful effects of plastic pollution and marine litter. The individual OTs have pledged to work with the UK government to develop territory-led actions that tackle specific climate change challenges, use oceans and natural resources sustainably, and take action to protect and restore the OT's biodiversity. The statement says, quote, As overseas territories, we pledge to work with others in a spirit of cooperation to secure meaningful outcomes from COP26 that will make a tangible difference in tackling the impacts of climate change in our territories. For Radio Cayman News, I'm Paula Cal. The statement did not include the Falkland Islands since they are holding a general election, but their full support is, quote, anticipated.
On Sunday at COP26, lead mangrove ranger and governor's conservationist award finalist Danera Pereira and lead programs manager for the Cayman Islands National Trust, Catherine Childs, participated in the Royal Society for the Protection of Birds event called Coast to Coast Nature-Based Solutions for Climate, Biodiversity and People. Lessons learned and stories from the ground. The event also featured a film highlighting coastal habitat restoration with examples from the UK, China, South Korea and the Cayman Islands, followed by an expert Q&A panel discussion. Watch the full presentation on the COP26 YouTube channel. A number of Caymanian students are attending the COP26 in Glasgow this week. 21-year-old Steph McDermott first attended COP back in 2019 as a delegate for the International National Trust organization. She shares with CIGTV her thoughts on why the presence of the Cayman Islands is important at COP26. Young people are passionate and optimistic. Young people feel the sense of urgency as to what's happening because this is our future. Young people have seen the changes in our short lifetime. Um, and we're urgent, we're desperate, um, we're terrified for our future. So young people need to be here because we, we know what's happening. And without us looking into the eyes of the leaders and pressuring and pushing them, they won't feel that same sense of urgency. 18-year-old Isabella Watler currently attends the University of California at Santa Cruz, pursuing a bachelor degree in environmental studies and marine science. She says this generation will be the most impacted by climate change. And I think that it's important that we share our voices and get exposure from different, um, different people from different places and really learn what, how other people are dealing with climate change and hopefully we can take something from this and make connections with other people and come back to Cayman with something that we can move towards a better solution. You can head to CIGTV for more on our student delegates at COP26 in Glasgow. Conk season, we know a lot more people are going to be getting in the water snorkeling and you'll be coming around corals. Please remember that we have, in Grand Cayman, we have the stony coral tissue loss disease. Department of Environment's John Bothwell says to limit the spread of stony coral tissue loss disease around the Cayman Islands, persons are encouraged to disinfect their snorkel gear after they are done or between sites if they go to more than one area in the day. Just throw it in a bucket with some hydrogen peroxide or some Dettol, anything like that that you would normally use to disinfect yourself, as it were. But any disinfectant that you want to use will, will work on this. Obviously, the clothes you've been wearing, once that's thrown in the washing machine, that will break down whatever is on it as well. Nobody wants to be the person responsible for helping to move this disease around. Please really do disinfect. And anybody over the next couple of months who might be traveling between islands for recreation and you want to take your snorkel gear with you or your diet gear with you, please, 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 please make sure you disinfect. It's vitally important. The season runs through April 30th, and during this time, you are allowed to take conch and whelk from local coastal waters, but with a five-person or ten-per-boat-per-day limit, whichever is less. Anyone approached to buy conch in bulk or with tips about restaurants buying conch illegally, please let the DOE know by calling their enforcement team. It is illegal for any person or restaurant to sell, buy, or possess more than five conch per day. You can report offenses to Grand Cayman, 916 Cayman Brack at 925-3647 and Little Cayman at 925-0185 or call 911.
Voting closes this week for the Stony Coral Tissue Loss Disease Poster Competition, part of the Department of Environment's efforts to raise awareness of the disease and educate people about the importance of protecting Cayman's natural resources. Three age categories of the competition are now uploaded to the DOE's Facebook page, and officials need the public's help to vote on the first, second, and third place winners. Cayman makes the list of best island to visit in the Caribbean and the Atlantic. Details from Radio Cayman's Shanda Gallego. Market-leading monthly travel magazine, Condonast Traveler, released its 34th annual Reader's Choice Awards, seeing more than 800,000 registered voters rating their experiences across the globe to help narrow down the best of the best, from destinations and resorts to airlines, luggage and car rentals. The Reader's Choice Awards program is the longest-running and most prestigious recognition of excellence in the travel industry. The registered voters weighed in on their favorite islands in the world, from Europe, Asia to the United States. As the world has begun to reopen and readjust, the results reflect the kinds of properties you longed to visit when you couldn't travel and the ones you returned to once you could. For the Caribbean and the Atlantic, the Cayman Islands took the number six spot. St. Bart's took number one for that category, followed by Nevis, Anguilla, Jamaica, and Antigua, respectively. Minister for Tourism and Transport, the Honorable Kenneth Bryan, says it's an honor to be recognized as a premier travel destination, especially now as we have begun to welcome tourists back to our trio of unique islands once again. He adds Condé Nast Traveler is one of the most respectable publications in our industry, and this accolade solidifies that culture, cuisine, and Cayman kindness is among the best in the world. Shanda Gallego, Radio Cayman News. The 2021 Reader's Choice Awards are published on Condé Nast Traveler's website at cntraveler.com forward slash RCA and celebrated in the November issue. And that's your 6 o'clock news. For Radio Cayman, I'm Felicia Rankin-Solins.